Hey everyone, boy. All I know is never let pain use your computer, ever. Like, I, it was just Megadeth beer and old ass. I don't even know what old ass smells like, but that's what was coming from my computer. It was, I think that this website was megadeathbeer and oldass.com. Hey, that's a good idea. No, go to bed. Go, go drink your beer, Father Jack. Go. So, today we are back, and today is the 11th of October, and it's a very special day because of Canada. Happy Thanksgiving, America. Uh, happy Indigenous Day, and the uh, rest of the world, chill out on Monday, man. It's all good, bruh. But today is such a special streaming demon. Dig this. This streaming demon actually spawns three What's Kraken. That's right, not one, not two, but three What's Kraken interviews from this single Streaming Demons. It's amazing. We have The Borrowed with Maleficent. I think that's a word. I didn't watch the movie. I don't know. There's no theaters by me. Uh, it's a pandemic. There's theaters open places? Really? Oh, God. What can go wrong? And then the old, or as Voodoo Priestess says, the ancient, all the way from 1990-something, like the 90s are so ancient, jeez. Cast a deadly spell, but the cool and the brand newsies, and ooh, <gasps> today's the premiere of it on TNE. Oh my gosh, TNE, October 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific time. It's Bashiva. The Search for Evil. That's part one and part two, and oh my gosh, if you love The Conjuring, you're gonna love this. I, I've seen it so many times. Well, I'll let, you, I'll let Streaming Demons talk for you. And a matter of fact, here we go. Extra long intro. Where's the music paying? Dude, what I pay you for? Jim Phoenix here, and boy, do we have another exciting episode of Streaming Demons coming live in front of your naked, filthy little eyes. Today's episode of Streaming Demons, we have the old with my former co-host, Buddha Priestess. Say hello. Am I still fired if I'm still here? We'll talk about that later. And we have the brand new with, oh wait, that's me, Jim. I'm doing the brand new one. But we had the borrowed with our guest host, Nicole. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Yay. And we're so happy to have you. We've been talking about this borrowed movie for a while. And if you are new to Streaming Demons, we've got like 12,000 episodes. Like, what the fuck's your point at this point? You know, just go back to one of the 12,000 episodes and see me do this pitch. But we always let the guests go first. And... Nicole, take it away. Okay, so I borrowed Malignant, and I was very excited to see this movie um, because I'm a huge fan of the Conjuring series. And then I have to say it was a terrible disappointment. Uh, sorry, uh, Conjuring series? This is a Conjuring movie? No, James Wan directed it, and he's the one who did the Conjuring movies. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Right. You that lightning strike twice. Got it. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not part of the Conjuring series, and thank God. Um, it was terrible. Um, 
You can guess the twist ending right from the beginning. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but trust me, the movie ruins it for you for itself. Um, the acting was not good. The dialogue was atrocious. Uh, there's not a oh, single boy. line in there that I think sounds like a realistic thing coming out of a human person's mouth. The I call it dying giraffe's mouth. Huh? Not even that? No. Damn, it's so not even that. Probably giant giraffe's silly. The oh, only shit, that, thing it horrible. had going for it was the effects. And oh, there was a pretty cool yes. fight scene in the middle. Yes, I like everyone who sees this movie. You should really just see it for that fight scene because it's totally badass and awesome. Like, I can't really say anything against a lot of Nicole's points because, like, there's a scene that I very distinctly remember in the theater where she's talking to her sister, and it's like this big bomb just sort of drops, and she brings it out of nowhere for no reason, and the sister's just like, wow. And it's like this kind of affects you too, and you're and none of you care really. <laughs> so anyways, I yeah. fucked your husband. Wow, yeah. And uh, about dinner tonight? Like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. That's and it's so like bad everything it is. is either under or overacted. And you know what the worst thing is? I really did like the movie. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, see, wow. I knew he, I, I knew Voodoo Priestess saw the movie. Uh, I believe they took a family member. Yes, they took my mother. Like, she really likes the first half of the movie, and I, and she didn't like it towards the end, but I really liked the last half of the movie, and the first half is kind of really hard to get through a little bit. Nicole, Mm -hmm. you're just like, fuck all the movie. It's The fight scene was cool, but the fight scene was not cool enough to sit through the two hours of my life that I wasted for the rest of the movie. I didn't like any of the characters. I think they could have done... It's like, it's such a cool premise. I will say that it is a cool idea that was executed terribly. Honestly, to me, it kind of felt like it was executed like they wanted to do it in a bunch of different ways or have like a bunch of different stuff in it. And it like some scenes were done in going one direction and the other scenes were going in another and there's another and another. So it's like kind of, I don't want to call it a mess, but it was kind of a mess where it feels Frankenstein together. Frankenstein. I mean, was it? Yes. Frankenstein. Sorry. You're right. It feels like they, they tried to please everybody and please nobody. Also called Jim's marriage. But go on. <laughs> Just kidding. Divorce. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I wouldn't bother. There's far better horror movies out right now. Wow. So that's a, that's a very strong aspect. And we we all know there's movies we all had our hopes. Oh my gosh, this is the best movie you saw. Like, I really want to like it. But what the hell? I think the worst thing about Malignant was, like, all the hype on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, the hype was either it was the best fucking movie ever and, like, everybody was agreeing with it, or it was or you get a few people who are like, it's total shit, or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, very few movies, very few voices in between where it's like, it was I. So. Uh, you mean the people who are paid for publicity? 
Yeah. No, I don't think it was them Way, getting paid for. No, no, no. Why would we ever do an AI bot and just spam shit out like that? No. <laughs> no. I think it was. I think it took itself very seriously. Um, and so I think that it was that like emperor's new clothes kind of feel like there are people that thought they didn't enjoy it because they thought it went over their head when really it was just boring. Like it wasn't even bad. This wasn't like the room where it's so bad. It's entertaining to watch or like that horrible movie we watched which? a couple years ago. The witch? Not that one. No. Um, oh. the one we did for bloody Mary's. Um, Antichrist? No, that was terrible, terrible. <laughs> Bully? No, wait, no. That, wait, that was a. Uh, I know we did Antichrist. I know we did uh, American Psycho. I know American we Psycho did. Was the, uh, that was Exorcist? The Exorcist no. was the other no, one. No, it wasn't Exorcist. It was the one where. Uh, oh, Blackbeard's like, daughter? had terrible effects and. Or was that. Blackbeard? Was it a doll? It was no. like clowns and dolls and... We are now oh, talking shit. about a Bloody Mary episode, which must tell you how bad this shit movie is. <laughs> but like at least that one had entertaining moments. Remember when some movies were somewhat entertaining back in the day? Yeah. So, okay, like how this... many... How many Cthulhu's would you give this? <sighs> Like if you have a little relative coming over, yeah, like if you have a little relative coming over and they want to watch something scary and you don't want to handle any of their little kids' scary stuff, you could put this on. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good spin for it. I'll take a half Cthulhu. Half Cthulhu. And I'm not following that half Cthulhu because I don't want to be that big soundboard because I already hear people who think, you give out ratings like candy. It's like Christmas at your house with your rating set. Oh, it's like these Park Cthulhu stuffs. Okay, so oh Voodoo Priestess, what movie are you bringing? So the one I did was old. Okay. <clears throat> coughing, I'm coughing. It was old, and it was from like 1990. 91, yeah, 1991. That's the old no, 91. That's not old. <laughs> old. Y'all are, are old. Uh, old. No, no, I'm going home. Okay. What? That was like 30 years ago, right? Uh, or, 30, no, 20. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't count because I'm not 30. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> not even 30. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> well, I'm not facing this one. Okay, what, what was the movie? Cast a Deadly Spell. And I was actually kind of surprised I never heard of it. Me too. It's streaming on HBO Max if you guys have it, but it has Julianne Moore in it and Clancy Brown and Fred Ward, who I don't know his name, but I recognize his face, so I'm pretty sure people know him. The dude from The Wonder Years? I don't know what that is. No, that was Fred Savage. Fred Savage, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, um... So basically, this follows Howard Philip Lovecraft, or Harry Philip Lovecraft, sorry, but Harry, not Howard, but still. Harry um, to his friends. Yeah. Uh, he's a PI investigator, and one of the things I actually really, really loved about the movie is how it's like a crime noir thing. 
put your hand down. It's a crime noir thing. Jim Phoenix from the Health of Montreal Press. Uh, So he's a private investigator investigator? He's a PI investigator. (laughs) God damn it. So he investigates PIs or like, what's his job? So he basically investigates private investigators. So he's like the private, private, he's a PPI, right? No? Okay. Come on. We haven't done streaming demons in forever, and this is why. Anywho, <laughs> uh, magic in the world exists, and it's a very known fact. Like yeah, one of the first things when you point guard watch history. the film is uh, cops bringing in a guy for murder using a voodoo doll. Like that's how popular magic is in the okay. world, where you can actually like arrest somebody on charges of murder with the magic. And I just thought that was, like, a really cool thing to have, like, this world built around it, but it's, like, a normal prime noir world thingy from the olden days or whatever. I don't know. The olden days of 90? No, I think it's set a little bit. (laughs) I think it's set a little bit before that. Who knows? We had self, not really. (laughs) We we sort of had cell phones, but they were, like, yeah, you wouldn't recognize them. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, so yeah, a guy, an old dude calls on Harry to go search for his Necronomicon that got stolen Hmm. by a dude that wanted to bang his virgin daughter. As one does. Wait, wait, the dude wants to bang his own daughter or Harry's daughter or the guy's daughter? No, the guy who stole the book from the old guy. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to bang the daughter, but then so the the guy guy fired him and... We go on from there. Wait, wait, wait. And the guy fired him not for stealing the book, but for wanting to bang his daughter? He was, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, actually. stealing the book is fine. I was like, fuck it, just steal the book. But No, he, he was very he upset at the book. That's why the PI is there. I'm oh. just saying that he stole the book after getting fired. Oh, oh I'll be down. All right, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nicole looks distressed and weird. No. <laughs> I followed it. I followed it. <laughs> I, I tried, but I, I think those out of order. I um, tried. They do have really nice effects with like creatures. There's a gargoyle that comes to life and does murder. There are little gremlins running around, and they're evil cute. Uh, so stuff like that is really nice. They have zombies doing hard labor, which I thought was like a nice kind of touch, considering what zombies were. Uh, There are some things in the movie that have not aged well, and if you see it, you'll know. I can't actually mention it here because they're literally, like, big plot points. (laughs) It's like, this has not aged well, but they're huge plot points, so I can't say they could have just taken it out. I guess they could have responded to it differently, but, you know, it was... 90s or before the 90s even was it hiv no no well that's weird a 90s horror movie <laughs> that didn't do with hiv oh no it wasn't the effects that didn't age well it's like situation things that happen oh, okay. and how the actors respond and treat it okay yeah, yeah. Well, um, without yeah. aging well, how many Cthulhu's would you give it? We're, we're at a half a Cthulhu mm-hmm. right now, so. Honestly, probably about three One, and a half. Three and a half? Holy crap. 
Crow. Three and a half Cthulhu's because it was a fun movie at the end of the day. And uh, for for the things that didn't age well, uh, the rest of the movie was kind of solid. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was fun. What do you yes, want from you? It was fun. No, I wasn't I... bored at any point during it. That's good. And that, that, that's what a movie should do. You shouldn't be bored. You should be like, oh my God, is this movie over? Should, no movie should make you do like, excuse me, Mr. Hobbit, I'm looking at you. <laughs> like the Hobbit trilogy. Why is that a fucking trilogy? <laughs> 12 hours later. Jesus. Shit, man. Mm-hmm. And Avatar got a sequel? Why? Why? Well, that's yeah. a whole, like. Multiple movies. Like, that was always meant oh. to be a multiple movie thing, though. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I guess I'm up next. And boy, do I have something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. For a while. And as we're recording right now, the embargo is just getting lifted. So, I can actually talk about it and then put this one out and go, yeah, look what we just talked about. And it's awesome. And I'm so glad... Nicole, you brought up The Conjuring. Ha, 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 ha. Because I have Bathsheba, Search for Evil, Part 1 and Part 2, which is airing October 11th, Monday, October 11th, at 9 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. You know, Pacific time. So we kind of like get the East Coast, West Coast thing going on. Only on the TV channel. So all you Americans, <laughs> suck it. We've got the best horror in the world, Canada. That's all I know. And The Conjuring, this Bathsheba movie's got The Conjuring. It's got the people from The Conjuring. Not the people who made The Conjuring, but the people, the family. It gives a family time to interview and tell their side of the story unfiltered from, who's it, John Wayne, John Woo? John who who? You mean Juan? James Wan? That one too. James Wan. Without his <laughs> hands in it, without any type of Hollywood hand in the pie of trying to get a rating or not a rating. And this is directly of the story from the family. And I have to tell you, A, the father, Dick Van Dyke, 100%. If you see this, you're like, oh my God, it's Dick Van Dyke. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Dick Van Dyke lives in a haunted house, apparently. But B, none of the people from the family, the parent family, are lying. None of them are lying. Not one single person is lying. It's amazing to see because I've seen, we've, we've all seen enough of, of the ghost type haunting stories and you can just tell like the guy's lying on his ass. You know, I was like, oh yeah, my, oh, my inn is haunted. Ooh, spooky, come visit my inn. Nothing like that at all. It's 100% childhood traumas being kind of pieced out as adults. Part of the best, if we really want to do the best part of it, the best part is going to be a moment where the parent daughters go, no one believed me as a child, but as an adult, I can still process this. And I don't care if someone believes me now. I know what happened. I know how it affected my life. And they try to deal with this as an adult, like the childhood trauma as an adult. That along with an actual paranormal investigator is going to be on scene. And the two people who own, that's right, someone who actually owns a conjuring house, Jen and Corey Heinzen are in it as well. 
And you can just see it from their point of view of someone who owns a famous haunted house. And it kind of turned into like a bed and breakfast for paranormal investigators, which is kind of a cool thing. With rules, by the way, you, you can't like provoke the ghost. You can't do certain things. You can't have exorcisms. You can't have cleansings or like that. And you have to be kind of respectful of, which is always nice to see. So you have this great big world swirling around of a documentary. This two-part documentary that after watching The Conjuring, after getting to The Conjuring world, after listening to the Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine tapes and stuff like that, which, by the way, even more of that is unearthed directly from the father's and daughter's mouths, directly from the family's mouths on how well or well not Ed and Lorraine Warren might have fit into this. So if you really want a behind the scenes part of it, I can't say enough about Bathsheba, Search for Evil, part one and part two. Remember, Bathsheba's the evil woman. Well, spoiler alert, maybe not. Maybe she was just gasp a woman. And because of one person's twist, she gets vilified throughout time, right? So TNE channel, Bathsheba, Monday, October 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, usually 8 p.m. Central, unless you're in Saskatchewan and no daylight savings times. You figure that shit out yourself. You have a clock, look at it. Work on it all out without special effects. This is a movie without special effects whatsoever. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love it because it came genuinely. The, the people come across genuine. And anytime you can give me genuine horror, I'm, I'm there. I love genuine horror. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, man, I'm spooky. It's just fascinating as a case study. I can't say enough about it. And you're also saying that everyone in America can't watch it. I could probably watch it. Go on a TNE channel. I don't. I don't know if the TNE channel is in America. It might just be the TE channel or t- whatever it is. I, or I believe I used to see old TNE stuff while I was traveling across America. So I'm guessing it is in America. But I'm very proud that this is oh, good old Canada. Sometimes, right? So if you've got time, great. If you don't got time, TiVo it. Timo's still a thing, I'm not sure. BHS, you get your beta max out. You wanna mm-hmm. see this, do not miss the Bathsheba, Search for Evil. Special. It's a two-parter. Boom. One part, two part, two parter. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. On TNE, October eleventh, Monday, ah, at nine PM Eastern Pacific. And how many stars will I give it? Ooh, four point eight Cthulhu's. By the way, not a five, not a five, and I'll tell you why. And I'll, I'll tell you why it's not a five without spoiler. Some things made me go, oh, wait, wait, what? No, back up. And But nothing with the parent family whatsoever. There, there's some things that happened in the investigation that made me go, like, no, you don't want to do that. So that's why it's not a perfect five. But 4.8 and guests of our show or speakers of our show or listeners of our show, my gosh, if you have time, you should check out Andrea Perrin's book. It is amazing. It's House of Darkness, House of Light. And we have interviews not only with the owners of the house right now, Jen and Corey Heinzen, but we have an interview of Andrea Perrin on what's cracking, 100% coming out. And we will be giving away four copies of her books on Kindle, all three volumes of her book on Kindle. And it is a spiritual trip and a half. I do recommend everyone to, to read it if you haven't already. 
So that's how much I believe in this product. I'm pushing it all out. All carbs on the table, chips are down, chips are up, pimp up, hold down, whatever it is. 4.8 Cthulhu is my final answer. The end. Not bad. Everyone's like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, crap. Now we have to do plugs, don't we? Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is absolutely time for plugs. So as Voodoo Priestess ruffles some paper bag or something like that, yeah. Nicole, since you are the very first guest, the, you know, the guest what do you want to plug? Um, everyone should go listen to AA on Haunted MTL. Yes, I, I love it. First- Four episodes out. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, so. uh, I, I agree. AA was a magical little thing, mm-hmm. and Nicole was being way too modest. She wrote and slaved and just went like, why, 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 and then made it happen and did artwork, and it looks great, and the styles are beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. It's If you like the old radio shows, I think it fits perfectly. I think that's kind of what's missing now in podcast land. And I'm very guilty of having my own podcast. But it's the radio dramas. I love them and I can't get enough of AA. Also, uh, I won't make an AA joke, but it's that AA and it's a different AA. So it's everything you think of and more, only sort of maybe on Haltemont MTL. On our podcast streams, it's going to be, you know, putting out on iTunes, all sorts of that coming towards you, Spotify's, as well as as soon as Jimbo figures out how to F and do it sometimes, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, which we're slow and cranking out. So, absolutely. Zippy. Yes. Uh, if you drink Arizona, try to find extra sweet because that's the best. Yeah. Not a product placement, by the way. This is not a product placement. We get nothing from Arizona Company, nothing from there. Just yeah. anyone wonders. That was it, just it the just... only thing I had lying around my room. Yeah. I forgot. This is the last second thing again because, because, shut up. But because also. Some, some former co- <laughs> forever co hosts don't realize we have a table schedule. It's all good. It's all good. Everyone drinks Arizona, so it's not like it's really a product placement. So uh, everyone fine. drinks it, really? Everyone drinks it. You guys drink uh, Arizona tea, right? No, it's really? sweet as fuck, and it tastes like dog piss to me. I'm sorry, it's, it's nasty, and I'm kind of a tea purist. Yeah, that, wow. I think that's the reason why Nicole wow. is a tea purist as well. And I, yeah. it's just like, look, McDonald's tea is actually better. Wow! <laughs> like, I mean, and that's not great either, but like... No, but it's... Just do your plugs and leave McDonald's me alone. McDonald's is basically sugar plus ice cubes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, see, you thought you'd like, oh, this is easy. I Everyone likes tea. Like, yeah, we like tea. That's why we can't drink that garbage. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, my plug is, oh, our new sponsor, Arizona Tea. I love the, the taste of the new <laughs> Arizona Tea. No. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely push the crap on queer as hell. Which is out on Amazon. You can get it as a Kindle. You can get buy a book. Uh, the copies are flying off the shelves. We actually select over two hundred books from nice. Queer as Hell so far. Yeah, and the money, the money is being divided up in different LGBTQ charities, including some grassroots ones, including some charities who give LGBTQ teens shelter, so they don't have to live in their asshole homes. They can get the fuck out a bit and like not have to 
you know, absorb abuse all the time. And of course, the Trevor Project gets a little bit of a slice to help them with the anti-suicide movements. So that's my plug. Go buy Queer as Hell. And if you haven't written for uh, Hells for Children for our next one for the Lumos Project, just, you know, drop us a line. That's it for me. Remember, 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 if there's a movie that you watch that we haven't covered, well, I have fuck them on a cookie. Christ sakes, there's like 12,000 new streaming services now. What the hell do you want? I mean, <clears throat> right. You can always suggest one of the movies or maybe you two can be a guest on our show. And Evie can show us. So Buddha Priestess can show you her Arizona Charlie can, whatever that was. Wow. So on behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and the two guest hosts, we got Nicole and the forever co-host Buddha Priestess. I bid you bye-byes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Uh, Bathsheba, search for evil. I hear a cat. <laughs>